Hello, friends. Welcome to the Right Away Podcast. It is the 28th of July, 2022, as we are recording. I am your host, JP, with my lovely co-host. Chris Kane. Chris, how has your writing and or business week been? It has been weird because the kid ended up having four days off of school in a row. One because he was sick. And so I... Ooh, it's just harder. I get, parents, I've heard everyone say they get easier as they get older because they don't need you as much. I don't know if that applies to extrovert children as much as it does introvert children because now that mine can talk and have thoughts and opinions, it feels like he needs me a lot more because there's no <laughs> other children in the house to bounce his thoughts against. Yeah, I feel like that sentiment is meant for, like, late teenagers. Yeah. I would say that that's when it probably gets easy. (laughs) Because if you think about it, like, at this point, he's becoming more autonomous with the external world, but he needs help. He still needs lots of help figuring things out. Plus, he's ADHD AF, so, like, (laughs) a whole other, like, pile of, hey, dude... Um, you know that you need to, like, watch where you're going. And I know that's not just, like, ADHD kids. It's just, like, (laughs) extra. Anyway, I have been getting writing in. It's been frustrating to not get writing in every weekday with with him being home. I did Monday when he was home. Heaven knows how that happened. But I, I didn't Tuesday. And then I did get back to writing yesterday. And yesterday... I think it was the first day. It was the first day where I worked on both projects that I have going on, the romance and the fantasy, in the same day. My goal right now is to get up to a consistent 2,000 words a day, mm-hmm. which will equal out to about 40,000 words a month if I have 20 working days. Would I love to get more than that? Absolutely. But writing words is a muscle, just like working out at the gym, and you don't start out with 50-pound free weights. You start out with like your little five pound fruits so very, that's very where true. i'm at wonderful yeah. i don't even know if they make 50 pound free weights do they like that's how that's how not muscly i am yeah they do yeah i figured there had yeah. to be some buff people who are like yes 50 let me do it like i used to <laughs> use I, when i was active in life you'd also use them for squats and whatnot so they're not just okay, used okay. for like arms but like one you know, arm yeah okay fair 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 How about you? How was your week? I think it mentioned last time I have COVID. I do have COVID. And the fatigue is a real thing that I cannot wrap my head around. I have gotten zero words in. Uh, I think two days ago, I thought to myself, man, I need to mow the lawn. And instead, I will leave that as a jungle. Because I settled for doing dishes. And I got so tired, I laid down for an hour and a half after doing them. So... I don't know what this is. It's madness, but I think I'm getting better. Uh, the concept of sitting down and whatnot, like, it's weird. Like, it's tiring and all this madness. So I've been trying to do more business-related things that can be quick and things that I can just take care of. Even making promos for the show took, like, a whole day. The other day, oh, I was bless. like, Ugh. Um but I'm still doing them. So I'm just trying to find the things I can do. I think today I feel significantly better. So I think I'm starting on the like upward end. So I might be able to get some words in, 
but I'm really not going to push myself. I'm glad that this isn't a chronic thing that I have to live with because this is something that would be a huge learning curve to try and figure out how to get writing in with a full-time job if this was something I dealt with. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Sympathy Ugh. all around. Alrighty. So our card inspiring our questions this week is the star. Would you yes. describe the star to us, JP? Of course. So the star's upright keywords are hope, faith, purpose, renewal, and spirituality. Reversed, it's lack of faith, despair, self-trust, and disconnection. So the star comes right after the tower. Tower was like worst moment ever, and this is really about picking up the pieces if you think about it in that process. Uh, Old versions of the star show a naked woman kneeling at the edge of a small pool, holding two containers of water, one being subconscious, one being conscious, and she's pouring water out to nourish the earth and continue the cycle. She has one foot on the ground, which is representing her practical abilities and good common sense, and the other foot in water, representing her intuition and inner resources and listening to her inner voice. So this is really a card about just like, that revitalization, that moment just after the storm and just finding that renewal in oneself. And what this card made me think of, especially in relation to the tower, was pacing, because this is the breath after the storm, the recovery after the dark night of the soul. So the question I have for us this week is, how do you manage pacing in your stories? Not well. No, so for me, this is why I like to plot because I can try and figure out how pacing goes. And I have learned a lot through writing Vela episodes and editing Vela episodes how to get a story that is compelling enough in about 2,000 words or less, but still contributes to an overall story that people still want to go back to. So it's no longer this like chapter that functions as this glue between two entertaining chapters but it's three entertaining chapters and that was something I never had to deal with when you're novel writing because when you're novel writing you can have these moments of breath and whatnot and so it's a different pacing style that has taught me how to reflect back on novel writing and it may not necessarily translate all the time, but at the same time, it's it shown me how to uh, function as pacing uh, through plotting. That's, that's me. <laughs> One of the tools I love, and this is really good, whether you are plotting from the start or you're revising and creating a reverse plot and seeing what you have put down on the page, is scene and sequel. This is something mm -hmm. that is mentioned in a lot of writing books, but I think it originated, and I could be wrong, with Techniques of the Selling Writer by Dwight Sell, yep. which is one of my favorite writing books, but I haven't really found a whole lot of people who like it as much because it's not entertainingly written. It is a bit dense. <clears throat> I would not recommend it for 99% of new writers because you're just going to be like, this is too much. You don't have the experience to see like how you can apply a lot of those things, and it just feels like you're trying to cram too much into your brain about structure and storytelling. Scenes are your action scenes. They're where you are making often split-second decisions. They're, they're the faster-paced scenes where there's not a lot of contemplative stuff going on. Things are just happening. You've got choices, you make them, you don't have a lot of time to make them most of the time. And then sequels, 
tends to be your review scenes. You're like, okay, we just got out of that situation. Let's talk about our options and figure out where to go next. I have a half finished outline of, reverse outline of, it's a Pixar movie. It's the Trolls one with the magic. It's not very descriptive. Um, no. It's the two teenage tro- It's like urban fantasy, but everybody is a fantasy character, like fantasy. On, outward. Upward. 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 It was a word. Hold on. Onward. Onward. Hold on. Let's see. Trolls. Pixar. Not the actual Trolls movie. Urban fantasy manticore. Onward. I think that was one of the options you said. Anyways, yes. Onward. And one of the great things, because I was doing it with three-story method, but I was also doing it with scene and sequel. And you can see that with three-story method, we talk about the choice. So you have your three plot points for each scene. One which is conflict, which is your inciting incident, like what happens to get the scene started. Second one is choice. And the third one is consequence. And I think that there's two kinds of choices. Uh, We're going a little sidetrack here, but not too far off the rails. And when you use scene and sequel, you can see that there are two different kinds of choices. There's a split second choice. And then there is the let's talk about and debate about a choice. And one of the questions we get a lot as three-story method editors by clients is, do my characters have to lay out all the choices in front of them before they make a choice every scene? And the answer to that is no. Generally, you are going to use that kind of tool, laying out all the choices, in a sequel, in the refresh scene, in the reflecting Mm -hmm. on what just happened and deciding actively what's our best plan and go next. When you're doing scenes, which I really hate like how confusing the name is because they're both scenes, but one's called scene and one's called sequel. Bear with the confusion for a moment. In scene scenes, scene type scenes, those are gonna be your quicker, like what is based off of the character's personality, like what split second choice. Sometimes it's gonna be as blatant as like, I can go left or right, which do I do? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's like, do I stay quiet and hide or do I get out? Or if it's a like more of a verbal scene, if it's an argument, like what kind of, do I act aggressively in this conversation? Or do I hold back? There's a lot of options, but you're not going to lay all of your options out in front of you and then make a choice. That slows down the pacing. It's very useful when you're in a sequel type scene and you need that slow down, that discussion, before you move on to the next scene type scene. And another fun thing about this is that you'll often have several scene type scenes before you get to a sequel scene. So you'll have several fast-paced scenes before you have the breath scene. And they'll often increase in conflict before you have the breath scene, the sequel type scene. Yeah. One of the tools that I used for the Vela that I'm re-contemplating how to use during the novel is with the Vela, there was this idea that every few episodes there's going to be like a haunting because it's a paranormal comedy. So some type of haunting, some type of office scene where everyone's together, and then some type of world building, external like dealing with the city kind of scene. And that these would happen roughly around the same time. And those would be like the little pillars that I want to keep hitting every few episodes just to bring in variety and bring in a pace. When you think about that whole scene sequel thing, like my scenes, 
scenes, those high action-y kind of scenes are the ghost hauntings. Those sequels are really the like deconstruction, the moment where we're all sitting together in an office and maybe there's a different type of problem there, but it's this different tone. And then um, the wild card scenes where weird things happen, but it's not really involved with either of those two and it pushes the plot forward. With novel writing, that's gonna be a little different because when you think about Vela's, it could be something that's ongoing forever. But I still think that there's something there that can help with pacing when writing novels and thinking about, okay, if I'm writing a story about three characters who inherit a house and they become witches, like we can focus on scenes where they're together. We can focus on scenes where maybe the plot moves forward. We can focus on a romance scene, but we can look at how each of those pieces aren't forgotten and aren't left out for several chapters because that's where your pace gets all messy when you mention something early on and then it never comes back until later in the story. So if I think if I think about maybe like three topics that I just kind of want to hit every few chapters, I will make sure that I'm kind of keeping that pace and moving that story forward. Yeah, I like that. The other thought I had as you were talking about these pieces that you want to hit is the mice quotient, which are mm-hmm. plot thread types. And we'll go into them because it would take a whole nother episode minimum. But when Mary Robinette Kowal teaches about this, and I recommend searching mice quotient Mary Robinette Kowal, you'll find a lot of YouTube videos that she's done or even podcasts on writing excuses. You'll find that she talks about, anyone who's familiar with coding will be familiar with nesting segments. So if you've ever looked at HTML and that you have like your paragraph and then within your paragraph you might have, this section's gonna be bold, this section's gonna be italic. They start and end and they nest. When you have a paragraph and then a bold, you never end the paragraph and then the bold. You do them enclosed. So paragraph, bold, and bold, and paragraph. And she says that plot threads are very similar, that you need to close them in the order you open them to get the most emotional satisfaction out of your readers. And I think that's part of of pacing. Yeah, 100% agree. Excellent. One of the things I want to do as I'm writing more low stakes, calm stories is I want to start deconstructing what those look like. Because one of the things I think people struggle with is that we are taught very clearly how to keep the pacing high and intense, like in a thriller or an action story. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. with a slower, calmer story that doesn't have a lot of high highs, it's just a lot of deep feels, we don't necessarily know instinctively how those stories are supposed to be paced. I'm an analyzer. Like I want to pull it apart and say, okay, here's what it can look like. It's not always going to look like, but here's what it can look like. It doesn't have to be diehard. Here's what, it can be Mrs. Palfrey at the Claremont. Here we go. Yeah, definitely. Friends, I'm curious what kind of pacing you really enjoy reading and writing because I feel like that changes throughout our lives and just what we need in life. And I'm really curious what everyone is really enjoying right now. All right, now we're going to go record our Patreon episode. And our question this week inspired by the star card is how can you keep belief before you see the proof? And we're talking particularly on the writing business and your publishing business. So if you would like access to that episode and all of our special episodes, you can come over to www.patreon.com slash podcast. Oh, we are awake. 
A W A C K A C E. Yeah, I <laughs> said that is the. Okay. B seven four three two nine. <laughs> boop, boop, we are a whack. <laughs> we Clearly, are it was a never whack. a cheerleader or a yes. spelling bee champion. <laughs> Neither of those. Was I. Either of those things.